Hello, everybody. It's Chris, the host of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you tuned in a couple weeks ago, you'd remember that we had to start the episode letting you know about a trade that went down that altered a couple teams quite significantly. Well, we had another trade that goes down. I don't know why people are so intent at making trades literally hours after we are done podcasting, but here we are. But it made that last trade that I just referenced look like child's play, ladies and gentlemen. This was a big one. Not big enough to really change any of our pickums this week, and you'll probably see why in the episode, but it's a big one, and it's notable, and I'm going to let you guys know about it real quick, and I'm sh- I guarantee you we will talk about it next week in the This League trade ring. The stretch was between Kyle Stretch and Super Camario and Hayden and Country Roads take Mahomes. Buckle in, ladies and gentlemen, because it's a big one. Stretch going balls to the wall. Win now acquires the wide receiver one in fantasy football right now. Cooper Cup, wide receiver from the LA Rams. And he also gets a decent piece in James Conner, running back for the Arizona Cardinals. What did he have to give up to get Cooper Cup? Basically everything but his soul. Derek Henry, King Henry goes the other way to Hayden along with Debo Samuel, the wide receiver from the San Francisco 49ers, and Stretch, just for good measures, tacked on a 2023 third-round pick that is going to go to Hayden. Ladies and gentlemen, this trade is massive. This absolutely puts Stretch into the running for the nut this year. Getting Cooper Cup, who now averages at least 25 points a game. I wish I was kidding, but I am not on his roster, automatically propels him into the upper echelon of the league. Anybody that tells you differently is wrong. Meanwhile, with Hayden, we knew he wasn't going to be competitive this year, at least in the upper echelon of the league, but he gets two quality pieces that I think makes him more consistently competitive and less reliant on that one stud piece of Cooper Cup. Again, tune in next week because we are absolutely going to break this thing down into this league trade ring but wanted to get your guys up to speed before you listen to the latest episode. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been fun. It's been exhausting. Enjoy the show. So guys, every single week we do a guarantee bet of the week, NFL edition. Trying to make people some money. I want to give you an off-the-beaten-path one uh, for your fellow Indiana Hoosiers um, go ahead and bet the spread against them, whatever it is. I haven't really seen it. Maryland minus infinity, really. Um, they're going to get destroyed. Uh, it's not going to be fun. We have a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball, but you know who's going to the game to witness it? For my birthday. I'll oh. be there, and some of our this league might be there, too. Nice. Quite the birthday present. So, See your team get bent over, eh? Yep. They're all going to relish in the misery with me. Um, we'll go to a tailgate. It'll be a lot of fun. But yeah. That's my actual guarantee of the week. Yee-haw! Y'all boys ready for this? Powder folks, let's gather around. Bowl the best sports talk in town. We got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, it can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. just me this week yep all you i was just feeling Carrying it us, man. <laughs> you welcome in you beautiful boys and girls and 
men and women to the another episode of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 49. Sheesh. Goodness. That's a lot. We need to get Steven to do something special for episode 50. Mm, Add a, yeah. another layer of harmonica or something in there. Uh, I am your host, Chris Mitchum, owner of Team Fairlife with the usual crew, defending champion Aaron Hunt and Let Russ Cook. What's going on, beautiful people? And speaking of beautiful people, we welcome back the owner of the Mixed Administration, Tim Rader. Hey, thank you. Happy to be here and glad everybody's listening at home. I hope everyone's having a great day mm-hmm. or night. I know. I'm sure they are because they're all beautiful. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you are beautiful. It yeah, is scientifically fact. proven. Yeah. We can show you the research. It is what it is. Anyway, again, thank you for tuning in. As always, we got a pack shot for you this week we have a week five review i feel like we were back on the groove this week we had some upsets we have some high scoring stuff that was a fun week it's going to be fun to review that week we have an updated power rankings and as always the this league guarantee and then we have the week six preview before we get you guys out of here as always if you want to learn the members see the roster see the trade see the waiver wire www.thisleaguepod.com is the place to do it. Gentlemen, week five is behind us. What are some takeaways from the week? I will start. Colts still suck. Colt, go Colts. It's frustrating, man. That game was so difficult to watch from beginning to end, and I really don't blame the people that left during overtime. Or, you know, going into overtime. They I were mean, showing that. If you're there for that long, you might as well stick it out, right? It's like, eh. You were there for the whole fourth quarter? Where Mostly was, Broncos fans, right? They're leaving. So, like, I mean, I know. you got to show your displeasure somehow. No loyalty to Russ. That's true. How'd the Bengals do this week, Timmy? Oh, it could have been better, you know. Losing on a last-second field goal for the third time this year. To the best football player to ever play the game. Yeah. Justin Tucker. Absolutely. That's your third time you've lost on a, on a game-winning field goal? Yep. Steelers hit it week one oh, in overtime. God. Cowboys hit it week three <clears throat> at the last second. And then Ravens, with three seconds to go, hit a field goal. So we've lost, I think, by eight points. So you all. guys are two and three. Yeah. I guess you'd rather lose that way than, like, by bigger margins. Like, would you rather have, like, the dang we suck or, like, just get your heart broken every single week? As a contender, or I'd like to think of the Bengals as a contender, I I guess I'd rather lose the close game. Because when you're in limbo, it's like, eh, just blow us out and make the <laughs> make the GM and the owner like completely clean house. You Let know? me go watch Red Zone. Yeah. <laughs> just just destroy us. All right. Well, uh, drink of the week time. Uh, I'll just save you guys the effort. We are hydrated boys today. We all got some nice... Ice Mountain waters with the little with the little uh, pacifier tops at the top. I, I like that touch. Yeah, a little pacifier touch. It makes the water Sport taste better, I think. Sport bottle, sport mode. But I'm also sipping on an Evansville original. Ski soda, ski made in southern Indiana. Same people that make RC Cola. Both are fabulous beverages if you're ever in downtown Evansville or southern Indiana. Don't know why you'd ever be there. Don't go there. Sponsors welcome, RC Cola. Go in Colo. there, get some ski. And leave. All right. Uh, okay. Let's get into the football. Let's do this. Before we hit the week five review, we did have a little trade that went down, but consensus from the league was it was so inconsequential 
that the trade ring can stay closed. It's been being used a lot. Like, it is dirty. There is blood all over that thing because everybody's been trading. It's been awesome. But if you really are curious, the trade, as I find it and I scroll up through our chat, do you guys have it? I found it. All right. <laughs> that was that's, pretty good stalling. That's you. how inconsequential it was. Yeah. Um, Zach received Jared Goff and a 2024 third round pick. What? And Steven received Matthew Stafford. So I guess I'd rather have Jared Goff. I mean, he's younger. Steven already has three quarterbacks. I'm really, I was really trying to find like why they did this. Like, why would one of them reach out to the other person to be like, hey, I want Jared Goff or I want Matthew Stafford? Like I don't, no, I don't really I'm know. Not really sure. Yeah. The only thing I could think of is if Zach's like kind of going through the older pieces on his team, thinking, "Oh, let's see, you know, what I can get out there for him." But I'm all for baby moves, but yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> to each his own, I guess. All right, but that was your only trade of the week. Let's get into this week five review. And guys, I have a question just about basic English. the The phrase is it back on the Schneid? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we got back on the Schneid this week, or Schneid, like S-C-H-N-I-D-E. You know what I'm saying, though? Am I crazy? That's like back on the Schneid, right? Um, Are you both Googling on it right sh- now? Yeah, a player or team is said to be on the Schneid, having a losing streak, or off the Schneid if they're winning again. Where does that come from, Schneid? What is that? What's a Schneid? Where does it come from? But its origins lie in a realm emphatically less athletic than your average sport. The world of card games... Before Schneid referred to a losing streak, the word was used to refer to a failure to score a point in gin rummy. Schneid. Gin rummy. There you go. How about a history lesson for you guys this week? That was awesome. I say all that to say, I feel like I mentioned earlier that the the, the league got back off the Schneid this this week. Like, the review last week was kind of rough. There was a lot of blowouts, a lot of results expected to go the way it was. This week, we were back. It was juicy. We had some upsets. We had some close games. It was awesome. And we were going to start with a clash in the Chipotle division. We had Hayden coming in at 2-2, two and two, taking on the undefeated top of the power rankings, Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth. Aaron, how'd this one play out? And in this matchup, <clears throat> Anthony defeated Hayden 147 to 115. Uh, the first point here, Travis Kelsey, JJ, and CMC, they all showed up to play in this one. Combined 80 plus points between the three of them. Kelsey with four touchdowns on the night to squarely cement the victory. And what I thought was kind of interesting was. Imagine if Mahomes threw those four touchdowns to just anybody else other than Kelsey. (laughs) Then I think you have a different game altogether on your hands where Hayden might be challenging to win it. Oh, yeah. We should do somebody should do the math on that. Like, if they did not go to Travis Kelsey, what would the score have been? Yeah. Because, I mean, his yardage was. He might have probably won. It was like 25 yards and four touchdowns. Um, Cooper. Also did well for Anthony. Uh, Judy and Williams, not so much. Lamar was just okay in this one, but really nothing to complain too much about. He's been fantastic all season. For Hayden, it was Mahomes and Cooper Cup, and that's about it. All right, go go uh, Hayden. Hayden would have won by .8 with, wow. if Kelsey put up zero. Wow. 
Oh, if he if Kelsey would have put up zero? Yeah. Oh, okay. Which so is was, not likely. Yeah, yeah okay. But, I thought it would be a lot closer than that. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I would say Hayden's uh, roster didn't really show up. His starting roster, that is, outside of those two guys. Although, shout out to Travis Etienne for scoring double figures. Maybe a bit of eye emojis at him. I mean, no. No, it's not the I, official I know, one I know, this week. Stinks. I, I know Tim is uh, <laughs> steadfast in his belief that no. hater e- from day one that ETN is not uh, at all going to be good for fantasy moving forward. But it did seem like the tide shifted a bit this week. Um, the Muth and Connor, the Muth, are both now hurt, uh, and the flex spot is once again just not super steady for Hayden. There's just some large gaps in his lineup to address going forward, and he just couldn't keep up with quite frankly, the best team in the league. So when you've got gaps <clears throat> and you're going to face that stiff competition, it's going to get exploited, and it, Anthony did just that. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add there. Uh, Anthony did his thing. He continued to show why he's top of the power rankings. 147, was that top three score on the week? It was. Third highest score. I don't really see any signs of him slowing down. Thank you guys, by the way, for not taking a Jamal Williams bet this week because I probably would have lost. So I was I was begging for one last week. I was like, Aaron, I want you to look dumb again. Bet against Jamal Williams. So I'm glad that didn't happen. Congrats to Anthony. He moves to four and zero. Oh. Hayden falls down to a nice, or excuse me, Anthony moves to five and zero. Oh. I'm sorry, and Anthony moves below. Oh my gosh, Hayden moves below five hundred. Get it together, Chris. Moves to two. And three. Let's move on to the next matchup. This was the one that we had a lot of eyeballs on. If it wasn't for two, three, and one team squaring off, this matchup would have been your matchup to watch. I'm talking about Aaron coming into this one at three and one, and let Russ Cook was taking on Steven coming into this one somehow at one and three from the Cadoba division. And this one turned out to be Steven defeating Aaron 142 to 130. And another reason why this could have been the game of the week was it was a tipsy-turvy game, man. I mean, these guys are going back and forth all day. I remember during the 1 o'clock games, I was texting Aaron. He was thinking he was going to lose. I was like, hey, don't have that mentality. Have a championship mentality. Next thing you know, afternoon games, Aaron has like a 60% chance to win, according to Sleeper. But his... His luck really ran out on the Sunday night football game. Obviously, he was relying on J.K. Dobbins, who got him four points, and he was relying on T. Higgins, which played, what, seven snaps and called it a game. So you always run that risk when you play with those injured guys. And Devontae Adams put up 26. He tried his best to bring him back, but ultimately it was too much for what was a vintage Steven performance. Uh, I think Aaron had a really good point of saying Steven might be the worst guy in the league to play because he is putting up 110 one week and then he puts up 142 the other week. And, I mean, you could see why. Uh, Besides his nasty stretch of Christian Kirk, Tyler Conklin, and A.J. Brown, which all put up a combined eight points, the rest of his team just straight up performed. Leonard Fournette's looking like a fantastic value, and Justin Herbert is like, meh. But Jared Goff was also really bad, and Tom Brady was really meh, so... Kind of picked the best of the poison there. But, um, I mean, all this to say, Steven, we know he can blow up. We've seen him do it multiple times this year already. Aaron just picked a bad week to do it. And, obviously, with Anthony winning, um, this one hurts for Aaron because now he falls a solid two games behind the Chipotle division. It's going to be hard to catch Anthony at this point now. Um, But 
it's not like Aaron's a bad team. We all know this was competitive. This was just a very close game between two high-quality teams. Again, Steven wins it 142-130. to I'll give my two cents. I'll be quick. I give all the credit to Steven in the world. His guys outperform mine. But I think just trying to, like, inspire some confidence for me going forward, there is context with T. Higgins, like you mentioned, going out seven snaps into the game. Uh, Amon Ra was limited. I think he only played 20 snaps offensively in the game. Uh, Just misinformation there. Tyreek Hill was being thrown to by a middle school quarterback, I think. What's his name? Skylar Thompson. Is he a rookie? I've never heard of him before. I think he was a seventh-round selection. From? I actually don't know. I don't know either. Let's look that up. No clue. But he didn't have the vertical threat of uh, big-time plays, so everything underneath also got hurt in the game. So I think there was a lot of unfortunate circumstances that happened uh, for me to where me just losing by 12 points was honestly a miracle. So I'll take 130 given all the context, and hopefully I can bounce back. In Steven's defense, he'll point to two points by Christian Kirk and a goose egg from Tyler Coughlin. So sure, sure. Oh, that's why I, I think, said I think there was both even ones on that one, but I think the ones that you expected hurt you more. I mean, Steven probably was expecting yeah. a goose egg. And that's why, that's what I'm saying. I'll, I'll give Steven all the credit. He won this fair and square. I just think that there's things I can take away where it's like, okay, he didn't just absolutely blow me away. Right. Kansas State, by the way, for Mr. Skyler Thompson. He looks like somebody who would play Travis Kelsey in a movie. Do you have a picture wow, of Wow, he him? does. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he looks like a Kelsey brother. Does he really? The first picture I saw, he kind of looked like a light skin, but he is definitely not a light skin. He is a white guy. <laughs> Skyler John Thompson. <laughs> wow, he does He does really look like uh, a Kelsey. Nice. Wow. 25. Hey, there's some potential there. Let's uh, go spend $75 of fab on him, Zach. What do you say? All right. Let's move on to the next matchup. Oh, but before we move that one, Aaron falls to 3-2. and two. Steven improves to 2-3, and three, trying to make up some ground that he lost at the beginning of the season. We're going to move on to the next matchup that we probably do not have to spend a lot of time on, but we give that privilege to Tim to talk about. We're talking about Clayton and the Red Rocket coming into this one at 1-3, and three, taking on Don and Team Darren Team Don Perignon also at one and three. And Don beats Clayton in a battle for loser's bracket seating. 106 to 83. Clayton not eclipsing 100 points. Seems par for the course. Don getting a dub with 106. You, you win who you so, win. Yeah, that's you know, right. You, that's ta- right. You, take, you take every dub. You do take every dub uh, you can. Clayton, your team had a solid Wendy's four for four. <laughs> Not a sponsor yet. Fo, I fo, fo. love that. Four for four. And that <laughs> we got is, a, can I, I'm Clayton. Can I get a four for four? And that is uh, four guys putting up four points or less. Oh. A solid four for four. Jeff Wilson, solid. Burrow, played okay. Damian Pierce, solid. Everyone and everything else about this team, garbage. Drake London had an off game. None of the other pieces just seem like they're long-term viable or this year viable. Chase Edmonds has fallen off a cliff. Elijah Moore just has not been it this year. I don't know how Austin Hooper is still rostered, A, and B, being started. I I mean, who's his other option there? Uh, uh, Noah Fant or Noah Fant? 
<laughs> yeah. Till Dawson Knox gets back. Yeah. Um, I, I guess, you know, Nico Collins hasn't been, like, a nobody for the Texans, but, like, it's – yeah, it's not not looking good on overall for the roster. So, 80, 83 points, not a surprise. Don, uh, just an average game. Marquise Hollywood-Brown. How do you uh, win with 106 points? It pisses me off. Hollywood Brown, I've wide receiver. Before, <laughs> wide receiver six on the year. He's got one more week as the number one wide receiver in Arizona before D-Hop returns, so we'll take that. And Damian Harris is out for a little bit, so that'll make the lineup setting easier. You got to, you know, shout out Olave for the touchdown and Higby for – oh, have you guys – I don't know if you guys – Anyone spoil this? What is Higby's tight end ranking on the year? Ooh, I'm gonna go tight end five, tight end four, tight end six. Damn. <laughs> Double digits every week except week one. So solid tight end starter in a year where tight ends are less valuable than ever, unless you have the top two. I so uh, I'll let, end it with that. Don two and three, Clayton one and four. Look for that in the losers bracket playoff seating. Yeah. Nothing to add there. I just have a genuine question. If you're Clayton, do you try to trade Damian Pierce? I think you do. I think you do, too. I think he is a plug-and-play contender piece for this year. Because he was a sixth Four, round? I think it was fourth, fourth round. round. Fourth round draft pick. But he doesn't have the draft capital That's what I'm saying. historically to kind of keep that. That's what I'm saying. And Clayton, I think you're still two years away from being competitive, probably. So I mean, he's two collecting year, 2024 picks. So Two-year window for At least for two to three backs. windows. Yeah. Two to three years. Yeah. Anything to add there, Aaron? Or can we move on? Let's move on. All right. Let's do it. We had one in the Cadoba division. That might have shocked some people, ladies and gentlemen. We had Tim and the Mixed Administration come in to this one at two and two, taking on the only winless team in the league, Zach, and cooking up more at 0 and 4. Can you cue the sad music, please? I come bearing <laughs> the unfortunate news that my arch rival, Zach Welch, is, uh, well, he's no longer winless. Off the schneid. Let's go. go. In a sentence. Let's go. Uh, congrats, pal. Happy for you. Yay. Huh? Woo. Uh, sad day. Um, anyway, Zach wins this one. In dramatic fashion, high score on the week, 164 to 108. That's the story here. My goodness. Yeah, what a bounce back from Zach. Got to give him credit where credit's due there. And we'll start with Zach. So for him, this is his largest point total of the year by far and had to be refreshing to see. Uh, Coming out partying for both Dalvin and Brees Hall. Yep. Um, pretty interesting stat line for Brees on the reception front. You see it was two catches for 100 yards. Oh, wow. It sounds like Gabe Davis. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure I've ever seen that out of a running back before. But regardless, they combined for 55-plus points. Mark Andrews, in my opinion, tied in one in Dynasty Fantasy Football. Uh, even over yeah. Kelsey, give me that steadiness plus his youth all day. He just produces week in and week out. David Montgomery, welcome back to the fold. A nice 18-point performance. And I got to give Zach some credit on this one. Sneaky good flex play with deploying Josh Reynolds, especially when Amon Ra went out with his injury. I mean, who do you have left after DJ Chark was already out? Not TJ Hawkinson, tell you Not that. Not TJ. Yeah, he was basically invisible. So 
Derek Carr also even did well. So all kind of was right for Zach this week, everything hitting on all the right cylinders. For Tim, uh, you love to see Jalen Hurts show up week in and week out for your squad. Uh, that was great to see with 27 points. But, man, outside of DK Metcalf and the 40, uh, 49ers defense, the outputs just weren't there, man. Uh, Ayuk and Palmer put up pretty much duds and, and plus matchups. Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, they played to their floors, so they didn't bust, but it's you need more out of them. Like It's not going to kill you, but in weeks where other people aren't performing, you just need them to step up, and they just they didn't. Jamar Chase, I mean, what is what is going on? That guy is so talented, and it just seems like he's just not performing to the level we're used to seeing. Darren Waller getting hurt on Monday Night Football, I just feel like that was kind of icing on the cake for Tim's week. Yeah. And just kind of signaled the white flag at that point. I mean, let's just get this week over, and let's get one more week closer to having D-Hop back in the lineup. As I've said before, Tim, it can't come fast enough for you to fill some gaps. We're on to Hayden. <laughs> We're on to Hayden. Uh, I'm not panicked about Tim. I'll be the one to say it because I'm sure Tim feels the same way, but he's a humble guy over there. You got Taylor out. You got Swift out. You got Hopkins out. I mean, those are literally two bona fide RB1s, like not even a conversation, two bona fide RB1s and arguably a low-end wide receiver one when he gets back. Um, so I'm not really panicking for him. Uh, he's got Alec Pierce on his bench, which is... Which is fun. Juicy. That's fun. Um, yeah, other than that, I know Tim is thinking it. He won't say it, so I'll say it for him. Not panicking here. And for the record, I'm, I'm not panicking either. I think he's got a good shot at bouncing back. I do want to see maybe how tight end is for him going forward. Yep. And, uh, Tim, the schedule definitely lightens up for you. The next three weeks, we've got Hayden, Clayton, and Dawn back to back. To back. It's a pretty good stretch. So hopefully we get to five and three after those matchups. On to the final matchup, and y'all know what that means. Game of the week. Let's go. Let's get ready to let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We have two three and one dogs coming into this game. It's a battle for first place in the Qdoba division. <laughs> and it was a doozy. Two arch rivals going up head to head. Chris starts out Thursday Night Football with Naheem Hines seeing stars. Oh my, that was so bad. <laughs> and wide receiver two for the Colts, putting up just modest numbers. Michael Pittman, go listen to the fantasy footballers. They laid it out beautifully. And he gets a boost from Josh Allen going for three. That's 43 points. Let's go. Gabe Davis on the receiving end with 32 points himself. Absolutely mossed. Minka Fitzpatrick. Maybe the best safety in the league. That play, I mean, that was incredible to see. Um, Ramondre season. Damian, Damian Harris is out. So you had him in the lineup getting 19.5 points. Mm -hmm. And you had TJ Hawkinson fresh off a 30-plus point scoring. More like TJ, where'd you go, son? With a solid 1.6. So it's a lot of strong performances Perfect. and a couple of duds mixed in there. Gets you a very respectable 143. Stretch. Your guys played well. Camara, 22. King Henry rumbling for 27. Baby Kyler got an 18. That's okay, whatever. 
enters Monday Night Football needing about 25 points from the one and only RB4 on the year. Can you guess who RB4 on the year is? That's Josh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. Dog. dog. <laughs> wow. No. Josh Jacobs. Dog. 30.3 points later. Stretch rubs a W in the face of his bitter rival. Stretch 148. Chris 143. Stretch 4 and 1 atop the Qdoba division. <sighs> it had to be Stretch, didn't it? It had to be Stretch. Oh my gosh. I. I was feeling very confident going into Monday Night Football. I was like, got the dub, moving four and one. This is great. And then I just I watched it unfold. A career night for Josh Jacobs, because of course it was. Um so guys, I don't do this very often. You get you can maybe tell me how I'm supposed to like feel about this. But every time I lose, I usually put up like ninety five points. Like when my team shits a brick, it shits a brick. So uh I put up one forty three. I feel like that wins seventy five percent of the time. Yeah. And I lost, and it doesn't feel good. I don't like that. I should win. There's just one logical explanation, Chris. You just didn't pray enough. I didn't. I didn't go to church on Sunday. You didn't pray enough, and that shows. You know. I mean, I think the law of averages too. It it plays out here. I mean, you haven't had that happen very often. It's bound to happen. It sucks when it does. When you put up a respectable point total like you did. Um, and it just required a heroic effort from Josh Jacobs, and that's exactly what Stretch got. Yes, indeed. Congrats to Stretch. Sits alone at the top of Kadoba, the Kadoba division at four and one. And as Tim mentioned, your boy, Team Fairlife, falls to three and two. Before we move on to the power rankings, how about a quick standings update for you? In the Chipotle division, we have Anthony with a commanding two-game lead at the top of there, also claiming the title of the highest point scorer in the league currently. A lot is going right for Anthony to open the season. In second place, alone in the Chipotle division is three and two, let Russ cook. And then Hayden and Dawn are currently tied for third. Hayden's on top of that with points scored and Clayton at the bottom of the Chipotle division at one and four. We head over the Cadoba division, stretch sits alone at four and one. Your boy, Team Fairlife at three and two in second place. We have Tim and Steven. Talk about this. Two teams that we know are both very talented, currently battling for two and three right now. The way things are or maybe playing out you can maybe see both of them making the playoffs but if as of right now i know we still got a long way to go you could be that could be a fight down there for a, a final playoff spot potentially especially if i start playing like poopy we'll see and then zach at the bottom of the Cadoba division sitting at one and four momentum's on this side though you gotta say it so that was your week five review it was a great one you heard the results you heard the team performances now you know what time it is. Let's get in to the power rankings. Broncos country, let's ride. Let's ride indeed. Right okay, indeed. let's do this. Week five power rankings. And we'll start off at number 10, where it all is right in the world again. <laughs> Clayton in the red rocket. Descend uh-huh. one spot back down to number 10. I don't know how you guys let him out of that last week. That's so mean. <laughs> number number 10 until at least 2024 as far as i can tell so that means up only one spot after putting up the number one point total on the week zach can cook it up more from 10 to 9 
moving up momentum you know every, that's fair that's this fair. is I, i'm just getting flashbacks it's so reminiscent of last year this is this is disgusting and i will not allow it i will not stand for it zach your team is good you're a playoff <laughs> contender and nobody doesn't see you coming so shut up don't even yeah, don't fuel the fire you can't do that you can't not again in the eighth spot staying steady after a dub this week team dom Perignon. seventh spot Country Roads take Mahomes, also staying steady, kind of, you know, right on the cusp of, of those top six teams. Yep, yep. The sixth spot. Oh, how the mighty fall. I, the Mixon administration, we dropped a six. You were at four? We were number one week, oh, right, week right. one into week two, and then last week we were five. Injuries, bro. This week six. Injuries, yeah, it's, bro. This is, this is a... On the Schneid, my team is on the Schneid. All right. T- typically, when you're like talking about your own team, you you're like you're the one that brings up injuries, and everybody else is supposed to be like, "Oh no, your team just sucks." Like any competent player is like, "Yeah, Tim's kind of getting screwed by injuries right now." On the Schneid, baby. On the Schneid. Down two spots at number five, Team Fairlife. That's Taken fine. Down by his bitter rival. That's, you'd had to add that in there. <sighs> yeah, you know, Stretch is dancing with the celebration song going on right there. So I'm not playing it. I'll give it to him. I'll <laughs> give it to you, Stretch. Number four, down two spots. Let Russ cook. And I don't know if anyone was going to bring it up or not, but like the three of us sitting here, three losses, three slides down the power rankings, like. Been a pretty upbeat podcast so far, considering all sad <laughs> days. It's a sad day in the Raider household. <laughs> yeah, injuries galore. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, number four, let Russ cook down two. That means jumping up three spots. Stephen and Mount Passmore kind of saw him, his team come back to life a little bit. You know, he's going to have those super high weeks where he's just going to you're going to want to put him at the top of the power ranking. So number three, number two, we have up three spots as well. Stretch. And Super Camario up three from last week. He was also up three the week before. So he has come from seven to two in two weeks. Gosh, those trades have really. Yeah, I mean he's been he's Eric earned it. Henry, man. man, he's earned it. The, I mean, yeah, er, early. I don't like him. Early returns from that trade with Stretch and Anthony are that it might have been a win-win. Anthony's five and zero. Oh, Stretch is four and one. They're at the top of the divisions. So like that's kind of gross that they were able to do that. It's kind of gross. And to spoil it all, number one, staying the same. Anthony, Team Uninspired Youth, the only undefeated team in this league, uh, rightfully sits atop the Week 5 power rankings. Bottom to top 10, the Red Rocket, 9, cooking up more. 8, Don Perignon, 7, Country Roads, Take Mahomes, 6, the Mixon Administration, 5, Team Fairlife, 4, Let Russ Cook, 3, Mountain Passmore, 2, Super Camario, 1, Team Uninspired Youth. There's a big matchup next week that could really shake out the power rankings. How high does Zach climb if he beats Aaron next week? And how far does Aaron fall if Zach beats him next week? Because that means Zach beats Tim and Aaron back-to-back. That's that's how you start the mountain. That's how you start to climb the mountain is one step at a time. And oh this, gosh, I, per, I mean, guys, he, perfect storm. I've got Almond Raw out, Devontae. Right, we'll out. get to it. We'll get to it. I'm Any, just saying. Anytime Zach says saying. something negative about his team, we all just need to bombard him with like positive vibes and be like, D- "You're not allowed to do this, dude. Again. You're the Lots favorite. Of right positive now. energy. Yeah, you, you, you were I, the highest score last week. You're the favorite one on the power rankings. Actually, we're gonna change that. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're there. Are your power rankings after? Week five, some solid movement. Um, I still think we see three pretty definitive levels 
in the league. Um, you know, I'd, I'd say I'm a cutoff. And then you got like your Don, Hayden, Zach, and then you got Clayton. So, <laughs> all right, let's move on to our next segment. Let's go win us some money. The This League Guarantee is back this week. And let's see how we did last week. If you bet my bet, which was the Broncos minus two and a half at halftime because the Colts have not had a halftime lead this year, that continued. Uh, Broncos were up a whopping nine to six at halftime. So uh, that hits. And uh, Aaron's. Did yours hit, Aaron? Um, uh, did not. Somebody's. Nope. Somebody's 0-2 in the This League guarantees, and uh, I'm just trying to help the people. I've never said I'm a pro better. And you're kind of holding me back, Aaron. Don't take my advice. Aaron put the Broncos minus three and a half. That did not happen because you're Colts. Colt, go Colts. Shocked the world with a definitive win. That was so gross. So sloppy. All right. So we have three fresh bets for you this week. They're guaranteed. They got the This League stamp on it and we're gonna go to aaron first I, I, i'm speaking on behalf of aaron here you gotta trust him I, my belief is back aaron i trust you what are we betting on all right my guarantee this week is the rams minus 10 oh over the panthers points that's a lot of code that's a lot of points boom a lot of points <laughs> it's an aggressive bet but hear me out a couple things at play here number one Coaching change this week. Matt Rule gets fired because he sucked. He did suck. So Confirmed. naturally, that's going to create some distractions and a bit of disarray within the Panthers organization with their game plans, people switching to different roles they haven't had previously. I could see that affecting the way they play. They're traveling cross-country to a different time zone against the Rams at Planet at Home, SoFi Stadium. The track record of teams going cross-country to play, not great. And Baker Mayfield is hurt. And they're going to have to rely on P.J. Walker? We have Former Colts backup. We have confi- he balled in preseason a little bit. So we have confidence that they're going to you know, do well against the Rams and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. And okay, you're, ma- you're you're selling me a little bit. You're you're making me feel better about it. PJ Walker. I mean, not necessarily gonna stretch the defense. Uh, so, really, I I don't think there's anything more I have to say. I think there's just there's no chance this doesn't hit. <laughs> Are you saying it's a guarantee that Absolutely. this hits? <laughs> That's a bet the house. Absolutely, no Put it down this week. Man, I, I, I'm nervous on that one because I'm with you. Coaching changes, some some injuries and everything. I just don't know who the interim is. If I would. Get, if, I, I think I'd bet the under on that. Game. If you get a good interim head coach to like rally the troops, that's for what like I'm saying. One week, maybe, or the or the Rams will win by like 45. The offense isn't good enough to rally. I think the defense is. I I I'd, be, I'd maybe take the under on this game. I'll, I'll, all I'm saying, I was going to bring this up at some point this year, but. My rookie of the year pick, defensive rookie of the year pick last year, J.C. Horn, is balling out for the Panthers. I think he might be like one of the top three corners in the NFL this year. So, I yeah. I just didn't see the injury coming last year. Okay. Do you have the uh, Do you have the un- over under pulled up on that game? I can have it in two seconds. Got it. Because what is it? Forty one. Oh, that's really low. That's really low. You. 
I still think I might take the under though. I just I, I think they're I think the Panthers defense is good enough to like hone in on Cooper. The, the Rams offense isn't great. Right. I mean right. they can't run the ball. I mean it, it's just the Cooper. So I guess show, I'll so. I guess I'll ride with the minus ten just because I mean it's a guarantee. So this who, league guarantee. who am I to judge? So you know, all right, Tim, I'll throw it over to you. What is your this league guarantee? All right, we're in there and we're gonna bet on the LSU Bengals traveling oh. back to New Orleans. <laughs> I was getting ready to get so <laughs> pissed at you. I was like, why are we doing college, Tim? The LSU Bengals, man. <laughs> we're going back home to uh to What's what's the city down there? Uh, Baton Rouge. There it is. Let's wow, that, I almost I don't know what I was thinking. Get yourself a crawfish, Coach O. Go Tigers. Right now, you can get the Bengals minus two. Jameis is still. I don't think he's practiced yet, so I think we're going to see Andy Dalton revenge game potentially. Um, Olave and the concussion protocol. I haven't seen if he made it out yet or not, but they're like super strict on that. Everybody's Tua, being so. super. Maybe no Alave. So I, I, I think the Bengals, every now and again, I just get this feeling with them that, like, maybe must win is too strong, but, like, they just will not lose this game. And I, I just think it's by by at least a touchdown. So I'll take the Bengals minus two on the road. The LSU Bengals, um, big, big time believer in the Bengals getting right and not losing on a last-second field goal. I like that. I like that more than... Maybe another bet that we talked about, but uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Evan McPherson game-winning field goal. Your bet hits. Yeah. So yeah, two points. All it needs. I like seeing that. All right, and the last leg of your this league guarantee parlay that I'm sure you're gonna put, and I'm taking the Seahawks plus two and a half at home against the Arizona Cardinals. I genuinely believe that the shoe is eventually gonna drop on Geno Smith. We've seen this with Ryan Fitzpatrick. We've seen it with. Even Jacoby Brissett. They play well for three, four weeks, and everybody's like, is this the guy? Is this you? He's doing really good. Can he be a starter? And then they just end up sucking. Like it, I could see this going the exact same route. I know he's been looking amazing. He's been looking really good. And the shoe's eventually going to drop. I just don't think it's this week because the Cardinals are absolutely inept on defense. The Seahawks are also, also absolutely inept on defense. So I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. And I think the Seahawks' offense is well, well good enough especially compared to the Cardinals, to keep this close, I was close to going Seahawks money line because it's at home. I was close to doing it, but I was like, you know what? It's a guarantee, so I would just make sure our bet is good. Seahawks plus two and a half at home against the Cardinals. I don't hate it. I think the Seahawks have been playing well. I like the home field advantage, and then just the Cardinals have not played well this year. So and the, and the city of Seattle's buzzing because the Mariners are good, right? They're in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah they're they're going to be playing. I think uh, right before or right after the, the Seahawks game. I can't remember one of them. Well, I was re- one of them. Yeah, while I was researching yeah. this, it was like if it goes to Game Four, the Seahawks have to move their game to like the afternoon or something. I don't know. I, I like it. It's not better than mine, but I like it. <laughs> Minus ten. I'll see DK Metcalf go off for forty. My butt. All right. So there are your bets. Lock them in. Go make your significant other, wife, whatever, happy. Go get them some flowers with all the money you're going to win. Plus 630 parlay together. Parlay. Seahawks plus two and a half. Bengals minus two. Rams minus 10 against the Panthers. Do it. It's the This League guarantee. Let's get on to the week six preview. Broncos country. Let's ride. Hey, hey, bye, 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 bye. 
they're back. They're sad, but they're back. Bye weeks are back, so you got to start prepping for those. Teams on bye this week, the Tennessee Titans, no Derrick Henry, no Bobby Woods. The Raiders, no Devontae Adams, no Josh Jacobs' dog. Houston Texans, Damian Fierce is on bye. Detroit, your Swifts, they need it. Amon Raw, he needs it. <laughs> yes. Great bye week timing for the Detroit Lions. Week six, my initial reaction, most of these seem fairly clear cut. I think there's an obvious favorite in all of them, except for a matchup to watch, which I'm very excited about. But uh, we'll just jump right in here. A very definitive week for a lot of teams. We're first going to start with a cross-divisional matchup, and we're looking at two teams looking to get off the schneid. I'm so glad I actually know what that means now. We have Tim and the Minix administration coming in at this one at two and three, taking on Hayden and Country Roads. Take Mahomes at two and three as well. Well, to start off here, I really... I'm not sure what Hayden's doing uh, with his lineup, but it's interesting. Bob, um, self sabotage. Uh, maybe it's a, you know, some sort of uh, well, overreaction know, how, how, from last week. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's, he's just, just pissed off. Yeah. You wouldn't kill to have Tristan Ebner in your starting lineup. Yeah, in- intimidation factor. There we go. He's really <laughs> trying to intimidate the competition. Lure you into a sense of false security. Yeah. With, oh yeah, Tim. You have doing. a 93 percent chance of winning. <laughs> yeah, that's. As of this recording, that's what Tim has. Um, so I'll focus mainly on Tim just because his lineup seems to be solidified. Maybe Hayden's got some tweaks he wants to do uh, all at once. Uh, for Tim, deploying Alec Pierce at the flex spot, I like that a lot. I think that against the Jaguars, he's going to be that nice safety blanket piece. He's coming along, continuing to have more points week over week. I think it'll be good for him in that spot. And then also... A question, though, for you. Will JT be healthy and, more importantly, his normal self? Yet to be determined there. Hopefully he can just play in general because the Colts desperately need healthy playmakers on offense. The Bengals' offense, I think, just needs to wake up. Uh, Hopefully they can this week. Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, hopefully they you know, come back to life somewhat. Joe Mixon's been fine, but he hasn't had that blow-up game yet. And neither really, I think, maybe Jamar Chase has had one. Week one. Week one he did really well. <laughs> since then, nothing. But, yeah, since then, not Not, not nothing, little. Yeah. For Hayden, I imagine he's going to start his usual suspects, and they're going to need to show up again this week. Cooper Cup, Patrick Mahomes, both of them dominating. Let's hope. Jalen Waddle, though, with Skylar Thompson projected to be quarterback, that's going to be iffy. And we'll see what he does at uh, tight end with Fryermuth getting hurt. Uh, and then just his flexes are going to be in question again. So we'll see where he goes there. My big question for Hayden, though, is can ETN keep it up? Nope. I We shall see. I was about to say, maybe don't ask Tim for his opinion because you know where that's going to be. But if ETN can show out and maybe get into the 20s, that might help Hayden have a better chance of winning. But when I take a look at this in totality, I just I don't see where Hayden has it. I think Tim gets back on the right path this week, and he gets off the schneid. Nice. With Let's do it. Let's get off the schneid, guys. Yeah, I think you're getting off the schneid, man, because I'm picking you too. It's really hard to judge right now because, like you said, Hayden doesn't have his lineup set up. So I'm like putting in my head. I'm like, okay, he'll probably play – Devin Singletary and Benton, I, I don't know. But I just, overall, looking at him, it's not a matter of, 
either team being great. <laughs> I just think that Hayden's team is worse, and that is my logic there. So thank you for peeking into my very simple brain. I'm taking Tim here. Yeah, I'll, I'll take myself here in a, in a get-right revenge game sort of scenario from last year. Jonathan Taylor. Oh, revenge game. Man, oh, yeah. Man, it just makes me sad. So yeah, There's a there's extra, a storyline. The there's fire. a storyline. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. Taylor was there. Jamar Chase was there. They witnessed the heartbreak. They and walked DeAndre off the field. Swift was hurt. So That's right. That, that, that feels about normal. So. <laughs> Hopefully he can get right on his bye. And then, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, I would love just to see, like, a two touchdown game. You know, he's hurt. You don't have to you don't have to run him 35 times. But let's let's see 10 to 12 carries, 60 yards and two touchdowns. Like that, four I, catches. I just, yeah, I just, I just need to see a solid, you know, 25 point game from Jonathan Taylor and, and I'll feel good about myself, but I'll I'll take myself in this uh, in this matchup. There you go. All right. So we all pick Tim there again. Tim looking to get off the schneid, move to 3 and 3. Next up, we got everybody's favorite matchup. We got the light skin bowl this week, baby. And that's right. I'm talking about your boy, Team Fairlife. And Chris coming into this one at three and two, taking on my fellow brother, Don, and Team Don Perignon coming to this one at two and three. And this is setting up to be a bounce back, get right kind of week for Chris. That's right. Currently a 56% chance of victory, and my oh my, you start everything with just Josh Allen. Mm, he is so sexy. Josh Allen, the stallion at Kansas City. It's an afternoon game. There, That should be, what's the over in that game? Because I just went over. Oh, I don't know. Th- throw back to the playoffs last year when they just went back and forth and back and forth. I mean, that was, that was the epic. Gabe Davis four-touchdown game. It was. Ooh, buddy. <laughs> Kansas City's defense has not gotten better. So. Anybody want to take the guess on the over-under of the Bills cheesecake? 58. Uh, I'll go 54. It is 54. Well Ooh. done. Nice, nice. It's 54, which is obviously highest on the week. Yeah, so that that alone should should be enough to put, you know, put Don down for the week and not let him do anything. Saquon, questionable. Um, limited in practice this week. He's so he's lined up to play. Um, might be one of those against Baltimore. Would you rather him just take a week off and get healthy, or maybe not with Ramondre? He came back and played fine, so yeah, it's fine. Ramondre season. That's I'll, right. I'll say it like Ramondre Stevenson. I R- expect. Ramondre season 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 season. Ramondre Stevenson. Season season. Ramondre season season. I'll give you a third. Ramondre. I'll give you a third form. No, I'll take a first. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta stop. Yeah, aggressive. Ramondre is gonna be rumbling and running hard. He's probably a nice guy. The Cleveland Browns (laughs) defense, who just let Austin Eckler, Joshua Kelly, and all of the Chargers running options just demolish them. So I expect Ramondre to be a top 10 running back this week. And I'm I'm not, you know, being a Bengals fan, I'm not happy to say this, but I'll give eyeballs this week to George Pickens Mm -hmm. in the the flex. Mm -hmm. Last two weeks, 16 points, 14 points. He's getting the targets. Kenny Pickett is here. Tampa Bay's defense is solid, but they're not going to be able to run the ball. Um, so well, that's damn straight. So Pickens <laughs> could see some volume through the air there. 
And then I'll, you know, shout out you for having the gall to play DJ Moore. And <laughs> I'm forcing into it this week. Buy, buys are hitting me a bit this week. But. Yeah, he'll get you, you know, nine or 38. So, we'll, you know, we'll see. Uh, Bobby Woods on by, Renfro, Hawkinson on by, Zamir White on by. So, you know, the the bench is a little a little sparse. Um, MVS had a solid week last week. That's the only player, you know, MVS versus Pickens. Would you try to ride the hot hand? I guess they're both kind of a hot hand. Um, but six passes for 90 yards for MVS. So. He's in play. So definitely in play. That's uh, how I feel on Sunday morning. For Don, he is missing his Patriots running back. Again, Damian Harris out. Ramondre season. Okay. And Okay. Okay, so yeah, we were just told no by Aaron, so I guess I won't do that again. I even started doing it. I was like, I'm annoyed at myself. <laughs> so I can't imagine the audience. So Don's got two-plus matchups. I mean, Godwin at Pittsburgh is a decent matchup, but Godwin doesn't feel like he can get over 20 points yet. He, he's, he's, he looks fine. He's healthy adjacent. Um but he just doesn't look like his old self yet. So until he does, you know, you're not going to bank on Godwin for a blow up, blow up week. Uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown, you know, could score a lot of points at Seattle, but their defense, like, not great. But they let up a lot of rushing as well. So maybe the Cardinals deploy some running. And then Aaron Rodgers versus the Jets. The Jets have been sneaky, okay against quarterbacks. They're not a plus matchup. They're not a minus matchup. Um, and then, like I was kind of talking about earlier, I mean, Green Bay just hasn't looked great yet. So, you know, we'll see if they can get right. looks like there might be some rain this week. But I'm going to sit here. I can't take Don. Um, I'm taking Chris and Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, I'm taking me too. Um, for a couple reasons. One, Michael Carter doesn't scare me. And Miles Sanders does scare me. But he's playing Dallas this week, which their defense has just been absolutely donk a donk this year. So, um, yeah, I think his 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 roster's talented, but just when you take into that account and some of the guys that he's missing, I think the Damian Harris going out, Ramondre elevating that much is a big swing here. I kind of got fortunate to where, um, you know, I can really take advantage of that matchup. So I'm going with me, um, even though I don't like – it's not a shoe-in, but I'm going to go with me. Yeah, I think I'm going to take you as well, Chris. I really like Josh Allen. I think he's just going to explode once again. And I just think across the board, you've got the better matchups. There we go. That's another sweep for your boy, hoping to move to four and two. We're going to move on to the next matchup here. And unfortunately, we're at a point where when Clayton's in a matchup, we don't really have to talk about it that much because he is taking on the hotness, the new hotness, stretch and four and one. From the Cadoba division, taking on Clayton at 1-4, chilling at the bottom of the Chipotle division. Stretch, as it currently stands at the time of recording, with a 62% chance of victory, according to Sleeper's projections. Now, I'm old enough to remember when a hot, young, sexy 2-0 team strolled into the Red Rockets area and lost... And before last season, it was his only loss of the season. And yes, I'm talking about Team Fair Life in week three. <laughs> Whatever. Clayton beat me. Granted, he beat me with like 106 points because, like I mentioned earlier, my team just takes dumps when it sucks. So are you looking at a potential trap game here? No. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. And this tells you, I think, just how far stretches the lineup has come. 
you would think anybody that has running back six on the year, Derrick Henry, running back four on the year, Josh Jacobs, both Duh. on bye this week. I was looking at his starting lineup. I wouldn't have even like batted an eye because he gets to replace those people with the new hot mm-hmm. Ken Walker. Obviously, Rashad Penny, get well soon, sir. Seahawks, throw him on freaking IR. What are you waiting for? I'm trying to hog players here. Anyway, um, Ken Walker comes to town, gets a juicy matchup with the Arizona Cardinals, and he gets to throw in Alvin Kamara, too, which you're hoping he can kind of start working his way back up to the elite territory. And then you got Tyler Lockett, and I'm really interested to see what Melvin Gordon does this week. Obviously, he had good usage last week, but with Latavius Murray coming into town, reports out of Broncos are they might really take that hot hand approach. So, you know, Latavius Murray and his one cameo this year with the Saints looked great. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, that could be a very a, a signal of what's to come for Melvin Gordon. If he can really lock that job down, I think Stretch just adds another elite piece to his lineup that he can use on a weekly basis. Um, as for Clayton, I mean, he's basically forced into his roster at this point. I mean, and that's sad to say whenever you have Tyler Algier and Richie James and Chase Edmonds, who's uh, – scored a nice point one point last week so um yeah i mean there's not really much to add there maybe you can hope julio jones gets healthy and you'll probably play him over elijah moore who's been really bad this week i don't know just trying to make the most of it here um my only question though is a genuine question if you if you're the kenny galladay owner what what where do you think he went in like our initial draft i actually don't know the answer but like back in 2020 in our initial draft yeah maybe like seventh eighth round because that, that was his first year I'm with New York, maybe right? maybe earlier than that. I was going to say maybe fifth round. I was going to say fifth, maybe. Is, is he droppable at this point? He was droppable six last year. Yeah. I mean, like, I my, my judgment is waivers run, and you see Kenny Galladay get dropped to the waivers. Are you putting in a bid? No. No. Absolutely I w- not. I would not either. And that is a sad state of affairs. Um, easy to say here, I'm going to pick Stretch. I think he wins this one fairly easily. Stretch is going to win this. That's it. Yeah, nothing new. Clayton's projected under 100 points, and he's only missing arguably one player on his starting lineup, Damian Pierce. So, Sheesh. Yeah. Big, big sheesh. All right, that's another unanimous choice for um, the matchup. But we start getting juicy here into our final two. We have one that two weeks ago you would think would be a snooze fest. Hell, even a week ago you'd think it would be a snooze fest. But now... There's some players here. There's some players here. And, Tim, I'm going to kick it over to you to talk about Aaron and let Russ Cook coming into this one at 3-2, and two, taking on Zach and cooking up more at 1-4. and four. Battle of the freaking chefs here. Yeah, that, that's indeed. We're in the kitchen here. Uh, Zach is going to demolish Aaron this week. Oh. Zach is just that good at fantasy football. <laughs> and his team is awesome. And in reality, it's because Devontae Adams on a bye, Amon Ross St. Brown on a bye, Pitts Kyle Pitts is still a thing. Um, Pitts. Is he, going back, is he going back to the well? Is he in his lineup? Oh, no, no. He's, oh, he's on okay. like the last spot on the bench. <laughs> the last spot on the bench. He's way, he's way yeah. down there. Way down um, there. So right now, you know, Najee, a surprise bench maybe, but also just hasn't looked good. He hasn't looked healthy. The foot, ankle injuries maybe still bugging him. And then uh, the one that kind of surprised me is Tyreek Hill. Just uh, you're not gonna play him this week. I know they've got Skylar John Thompson at quarterback, but I think I was still waiting <laughs> on his health. 
Um, okay. And I'm I'm really scared, man. Like, just I know he'll get targets, but how good will those targets be? Maybe he gets 20, 20 catches for seven yards. Yeah. Who are we talking about here? Tyreek. Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. He was still questionable when <laughs> Sorry, I, was, I was like, who are we talking about? It in. Now Deontay Johnson's questionable. Guys, my whole yeah. lineup is in disarray. <laughs> I don't hey. really know what's happening. Aaron, Aaron's lineup is in 12 personnel. You know, we're, we're running at Zach. We got two tight ends in there. <laughs> the both, Z- both squads have two tight ends right now. Zach I just realized Earth. that. This is a oh, power dang, game. Yeah, this, is, this is definitely this is a power personnel game. versus 12 personnel. Higgins, iffy. Yeah, you've got some questionable tags. We talked a little bit earlier. Mostert got a questionable tag. Did not practice today. Um, so oh, it's just, not a good just, sign. just some question marks maybe on Aaron's side. So like I spoiled it. I'm taking Zach here. And as for Zach's side, we're starting Marcus Mariota off of waivers against the number one oh defense my. in it's the like NFL. I'm trying I'm trying my best to pick Zach here, but then he's he's starting Marcus Mariota <laughs> brother. And, so, I, and off of waivers, I put one dollar bid in for Jimmy Garoppolo, knowing he was going blocked. for. Did him. he bet it? Yeah. Oh no! Because he has zero fabs, no so he fab. can't. He has no fabs. So Shout out to Mike Boone, who is not in your lineup. Seventy-five fab for the callback there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dalvin Cook plus matchup. Minnesota is gonna just demolish the Dolphins it's at Miami, but like. <laughs> Skyler John Thompson, I don't have faith in. So I think the Minnesota, I think Dalvin Cook could get, you know, 25 carries this game okay. easily. Brees Hall looking like a dog. I mean, uh. he's kind of turned the corner a little bit there. Cortland Sutton's got a plus matchup against the Chargers. Uh. The Chargers defense is the exact opposite of what we thought it was going to be coming to this season. Khalil Mack has played well, but like Bosa's already hurt. JC Jackson does not look good. Tight end one, Mark Andrews. Tight end uh, eight, and David Njoku. I'm already down on the ground. <laughs> and in just in the Thursday night football extraordinaire, how in the hell did this make it past NFL scheduling? Uh, Bears versus Washington. David Montgomery. Gracious. I mean, you know, I, what did his line last week? I got to pull this up. It was hilarious. Well, Justin Fields is uh, auditioning for my team next week. So, <laughs> <laughs> David Montgomery last week had 12 carries for 20 yards. Montgomery did? Yeah. He had a couple touchdowns, though, didn't he? Yeah. He, he, oh, had, okay. he had, he got some points. That's because like, he had some points. Yeah. Like just 12 carries oh, for four 20 catches. yards, That's nice. four catches for 62. Oh, so. I, that was his game. So okay. he's still active, but like, it's just. I always been gross. Um, not really any question marks. Keenan Allen, I think, tweaked his hammy again in practice. That sucks. So he, j- I don't know that he can come back full strength. You, if you're Zach, you're kind of hoping that he sits for like four or five weeks. Like seriously, just take the time off and get healthy. Um, that's really it for his lineup, and and not really any questions on Aaron that we didn't already discuss with uh, some of the questionable tags. So. It's going to be a close one sleeper right now. says it's 51-49, Aaron. Um, but I am going to take Zach in this one. Aaron, who are you taking? I have Zach in this one as well. I think he just gets me on a very awkward week for my team, unfortunately, with a couple of key players on bye. And then I've just got some, like a ton of decisions that I just have to make. Uh, it kills me and pains me to have to, bench Najee but like I did that last week knowing that he was probably going to get me 10 points at best and it's a 
about how he performed. So Bucks are not any easier. They're always great against the run. And with just the questionable tags that I have, I'm bound to probably make some mistakes there. So, yeah, I think I need another week for my team to maybe just get healthier. I think I'm still definitely a, a contender, and I'm not really panicked, but my team just has taken a bit of a step back because of all these injuries. I've been thinking real hard about it, and I'm going to go with Aaron. Because of pickums, I had a rough week yeah. last week. <laughs> I had I a rough say, week last we week. We can't, we can't just like clean sweep for everybody. I know, I know. So I, I really could go either way here. Uh, I was listening to what Tim had to say. He was making some good points. Um, but I'm just gonna go with Aaron, man. I, I refuse to think a team that starts Marcus Mariota can win a week. I, that just goes against everything I stand for as a fantasy football player manager. Um, so I'm going to go with Aaron. Because I, Marcus Mariota can't beat you against the 49ers. You cannot let that happen. You can't let that happen to you, Aaron. I'd be very embarrassed. <laughs> I would be, yeah. But I think it's going to be low scoring either way. Oh, man. All right. Well, there you have it. Two for the one and four, Zach. And you got your boy. I got your back, Aaron. All right? Mindset of a champion here. Thanks, okay? Man. At three and two, I'm taking Aaron. Aaron and Tim taking Zach. We're going to move on to our final matchup, and you know what that means. It is your matchup to watch, and I have—I don't know if I've been as excited for a matchup as I have for this one. Um, you have arguably the two hottest teams in the league coming into this one. We have Steven at 2-3. and three. He's hot, he's hungry, and he's taking on the undisputed right now, the undisputed top dog of the league, undefeated Anthony and team uninspired youth. At the time of recording, Anthony has a 53% chance of victory. When you look at the buys, there's not really any impact for either of these teams. You love to see that. I'm sure maybe Anthony would like to play Jamal Williams again with DeAndre Swift being out, but the Lions are on a bye, but I think uh, Anthony's lineup has the depth necessary to cover that. Um, like I said, we also have the matchup with the two highest scoring teams in the league going up against each other. And this one, we got studs across the board. For Steven's lineup, I think he can finally say he's going to move off of that terrible Jacksonville Jaguar core he was trying to throw out there every week, throwing out James Robinson and Christian Kirk. Thankfully, they have come back down to earth, and neither of them are currently in his lineup, which is refreshing to see. When you look at these two teams, though, I I like them. I like everybody that is listed in both of these teams, but Anthony has some people that I don't love, if that makes sense. I, I love each, each, each person on these guys, but Anthony has a couple guys that I don't love, particularly looking at Curtis Samuel at Chicago. I don't love that for like a high studs, you know, two, you know, powerhouses of the league. You would not like to see Curtis Samuel probably in your starting lineup. And then he also has Zeke against a good Philadelphia Eagles defense. I don't love that. Um, so ver when you get when you verse Steven, I mean, George Kittle, maybe Michael Thomas. But, you know, if they're healthy and playing, they're going to be good. So I think Steven just has the weapons right now to really put up the points necessary. Um, and I like everyone on Steven's side, maybe besides Justin Herbert going up at home against Denver. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, this has all of the highlights you want to see. You got McCaffrey versus Chubb. You got Jefferson versus Diggs. You got freaking CeeDee Lamb against A.J. Brown. I mean, there's just studs all over the place. This is why it's your matchup to watch. I'm so excited, but I'm picking my division mate, Steven, represent Kadoba. We are the top division for a reason. We have been the past two seasons. It's like it's like a football conference thing. Like when you got two teams you don't really care about, root for your conference. You know, you want your conference to have prestige. Steven, you need to back up the Kadoba name, my guy. All right. Anthony cannot start the season two and zero against Kadoba like he has been. He can't just waltz in here and beat our division without taking a couple shots. Okay, Steven, you're the first one. Let's get a dub. I'm taking Steven to win this one. I got Steven as well. Let's go. This is Anthony's first loss of the season. For a lot of the same reasons you already said, and I'll just reiterate some of those, I just think matchups across the board for Steven are much uh, more fortuitous, if you will. Uh, Christian McCaffrey at the Rams, I, I hate that. Zeke at Lincoln Financial against the Eagles, I hate that. Yeah. CeeDee Lamb also, same thing with against the Eagles and playing at Soldier Field, no matter how bad the Bears are, it's always going to be a tough place to, to play for multiple reasons. But yeah, I just I like what Steven is putting out there. I will say though, there is one caveat. I hate the Bills defense this week. Yeah. I hate that. I I do too. Kansas City. I You got to think there's maybe a a move coming. I would hope so. I would hope he would, you know, make that move to get a temporary defense to put in there cuz otherwise that that'll be one to watch, I think. Yeah, I don't have too much to add here except for the fact that I'm taking Anthony. Anthony's 6-0. and We're going for... Somebody uh, had to do it. Somebody, somebody had, had to, to put respect it. on the name. Yeah, 5-0 and for a reason. Just puts up points no matter what. You know, I could argue that Lamar, CMC are both undervalued at their projected points total. Justin Jefferson, I've already talked about the Vikings at Miami. They're just going to demolish them. Um, but whatever that spread is, that should also be in the guarantee because... Vikings all day. Um, CeeDee Lamb, like, I, I want to say Slay is maybe out for the Eagles defense. So I think their secondary is missing maybe their top corner. Potentially. He's been playing good football, too. Yeah, he has. He's you know, top top three, top five corners. Is he, is he hurt for long? I don't think so. I think I think he was, like, limited or maybe questionable at practice or something like that. It's hard to keep tabs on individual defensive players in fantasy because, you know, we don't see all the push notifications and stuff. But I do think there's a potential that the Eagles defense is down a, a player in the secondary. Um, so uh, for those few reasons, <laughs> I'll, I'll stick with Anthony. All right. Well, there you have it. I mean, I think this matchup even has a couple lineup questions in it. You know, like if you're Anthony, obviously you have Curtis Samuel in there right now. Do you try to capitalize on Jerry Judy? Um, no. You, you, know. you leave Judy on the bench until the Broncos prove that they are – off the schneid because oh nice i love that because they are an awful looking offense right now and you cannot play him there you go all right well all eyes are definitely going to be on that matchup we have two for steven from the Kadoba division and one tim putting respect on anthony's name he is going with anthony ladies and gentlemen that is your week six preview where are you at week six Hey, it's all right. I don't want football to go away. Oh, we got 14 weeks of regular season for the for the fantasy year, then three of the playoffs, and then we still got the NFL playoffs. We got we got time. We got time. Don't do that to me yet. 
Actually, that means we're getting closer and closer to the 2023 rookie draft. Big day. Big day. All right. Let's close this thing out. Broncos country. Let's ride. As always, follow us Instagram, Twitter, this league underscore pod on your podcast platform of choice, Spotify, Apple Music. You can give us a rating. You can comment. You can share us with your friends. And as always, you can just dilly wop the like button. That's a good word. I'm going to just skip the like button altogether. And special shout out to our listener of the week, Tammy Bergen. Let's go. I mean, just at us on Twitter if you'd like to be the listener of the week. Comment. Get in those replies. Let's let's, let's see the action on the Twitter. Let's see the action on the Twitter. Happy birthday, Tammy. Yeah, celebrating a birthday. Shout out, Tammy. Let's go. We love Tammy on this. We are a pro Tammy podcast. All right, we got off topic. Just click. You can just click the like button. (laughs) We would appreciate it. Tammy, you too. Click the like button. Do it. (laughs) All right. Um, And like I said, www.thisleakpod.com is the spot to go if you want to meet the players, keep up with the scores, up to the second scores, and you can see Aaron Melt in real time this week. I will. It's going to be awesome. Najee will get 30 rushing yards. All right. Maybe. All right. Are you starting? No. Okay. I'm so so scared. Why do you care? I'm so scared. Zach is really good at fantasy football. His team is top. There you go. Hey, the teams that lost last week, how about we get off the schneid this week? All right. Including all three podcast hosts. Let's go. I'm your host, Chris. I'm out. Love you guys. Peace. Wrong get. Here we go. Oh, Cowboys ready for this? Howdy, folks. Let's gather around sure for the best up. sports talk in town. Hey. Steven beat my ass this week. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Now <laughs> I can't really go to sleep. Can we get Steven <laughs> to do a quick, like, 